It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone. Listen, subscribe, of course, follow the podcast, our 94 WIP YouTube page, where we're doing this one right now, myself and Tucker Bagley. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about as the Phillies have moved on to the playoffs. And it was really, it was no sweat. I mean, I, I thought they'd win this series. Now, the Marlins presented some pitching problems early. You kind of worried about Braxton Garrett and Lizardo, but then you think about it, you're like, man, Phillies are better. I thought they'd win this in two. They wanted it in two. And the way they did it, just electric. The Phillies have hit the ground running in the postseason. They're, they're hitting on all cylinders right now. They've got their two best pitchers pitching like their two best pitchers, and they seem poised and ready for a trip to Atlanta. We'll get into everything, including our, our first look and first thoughts on this Brave series, which is a heavyweight battle. I mean, this doesn't feel like a division series. It feels like an LCS. It feels like, I think the winner of this thing is going to win the World Series. So a lot to get into, but react to last night as Phillies move on in dominant fashion over the Marlins, and few themes stood out. Number one, Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola if this is the Aaron Nola the Phillies get, we're going to have a parade in Philadelphia in about four weeks. That's how good he was last night. And it's really how good he's been a couple of ways. One, the last three games now, Aaron Nola stats 19 in the third innings pitch, 13 hits allowed, only three runs, only one home run. That was to Atlanta. Uh, actually, it was to Pittsburgh a couple starts ago. One walk, and that was last night. One walk in his last 19 in the third innings. Like we, we sometimes overcomplicate pitching, especially starting pitching. If you don't walk people, you don't allow home runs, and you strike people out, you're going to be pretty good. And that's been a tenant of the good Aaron Nola. Like you go through his career, his best years, that's it. Lower walk rate, strikeouts are usually pretty good. He's he's a pretty high-volume strikeout pitcher, about you know one or a little higher than that batter per inning. A lot of innings. And he when he limits home runs, he limits runs. And that was last night. Double plays really helped him out. But how about this stat about Aaron Nola? Because I think his legacy is going to be complicated in Philadelphia unless, you know, he does this for another month and he wins a World Series, then he'll be loved forever. But it's complicated because some people love Nola, like him. Some people don't like him. We'll see what happens with the contract. But the reality is this. Over the last two years, Aaron Nola's had four closeout games where he takes the mound to close something out. The last two regular seasons, he's closed out the trip to the playoffs, and then he's closed out the wild card round in St. Louis last year and last night against the Marlins. In those four starts, he has combined to pitch 27 innings, and he's allowed one run. That is a .33 earned run average. In these spots, 
Close it out time. Aaron Nola's been incredible. He was incredible last night to shut down the Marlins. And the offense last night, look, Schwarber got it going. Guy's the ultimate winner. You know, they, they tacked on a little bit there. But the, the, the slam dunk, like the exclamation point, was the Bryce's stock grand slam. And two things stood out to me watching him hit that. One, how hard he worked and how he recognized his issues last, last October. Although he had all those great at-bats, he didn't get a lot of hits. I mean, he, he made a lot of outs when he wasn't walking last October, and it was fastballs. Teams were attacking him up in the zone with fastballs, and he fixed that aspect of his game. It's, it's what made him you know, a below-average offensive player into an above-average one that I think we all see on a very high trajectory. Crushed that fastball out for a grand slam off a lefty. But the other thing that I thought about watching it, the Phillies, specifically Rob Thompson, got a lot of criticism during the season of sitting him against a tough lefty every, you know, whatever, 10 or so days. And I thought it was the wise thing to do because he admitted he was worn down last October. Last year was a year where he went through the, the fall league. He went through trying to win a job in spring training. He gets to the team. He wins a job, plays basically every day, and he just looked zapped by the time we got to October. He didn't look zapped right now. That, that bat speed is there. Big hit in game one, grand slam in game two, boom. And then, of course, the crowd again. You know, David Cohn last night on the broadcast talking about, you know, what a, a difference this crowd is. And they're like, there's home field advantage and then there's Philadelphia. It, it's, it's unlike anything I've seen in a long time in sports. You know, Seattle has the 12th man in football. This feels like the 10th man in baseball. It feels like there is something else at play in these games in Philadelphia that no other team has. And, I, you know, I think Minnesota's environment the last few days has been really fun to watch, and, and you can tell those fans are into it. They feel like a team that has some good vibes going right now. That's great. It's awesome. doesn't compare. I mean, the Tampa Bay thing is embarrassing, and, you know, nothing else so far in the postseason. Milwaukee was the other one as they got knocked out. Compares. Now, will the Atlanta crowd be, be revved up Saturday? I'm sure they will. And that I hate that chop. I hate that sound. And I'm going to be there to experience all of it and hope the Phillies beat the crap out of them. We'll get to it. But Atlanta will have a good crowd. The Dodgers will have a fine crowd. Like, there'll be some decent crowds. I think Baltimore will be very revved up for the Orioles this weekend. But there's something about this right now. The only thing I compare it to is it reminds me a little bit of watching the old Yankee Stadium when the Yankees were in their heyday and, and Fenway Park before the Red Sox won. Because I think the last 10 years or so, they got fat and happy up there. It's just not the same in Boston like it was in, in 03, 04, when that just that city was on every pitch and they were living and dying because they had waited so long for it. I mean, Chicago in 16, a little bit of that. But they're, the Northeast, we know, is just different. Boston, Philadelphia, New York. So it's been, it's been two decades since I've seen anything like this in baseball, and we have it here in Philadelphia. And if the Phillies can go to – Atlanta and get a split this weekend or Saturday and Monday and come back here. The atmosphere for game three in Philadelphia is going to be off the charts. Uh, one quick other thing, and then we'll get to the brave stuff and look ahead here. I thought it was interesting last night that, you know, that grand slam by Stott wasn't just exclamation point on the game in the series, but it really let the Phillies breathe a little bit for a lot of reasons. One, you knew there was going to be no game three. So you could start mentally preparing the pitching staff moving forward. Extra rest for all the leverage guys because you didn't need to use most of them last night. I don't really consider Soto a leverage guy at this point, but yeah, he's fine. But it also allowed them a soft landing spot to get Orion Kirkering his first postseason, you know, pitching appearance 
And I thought that was important because if these were three tight games, maybe they wouldn't use them. And then if you don't use them here, when do you use them in Atlanta? Because you expect most of those games and innings to be tight. So that was a good thing. Now he got his feet wet and maybe you feel more comfortable using him in a big spot in Atlanta. The other thing I thought was interesting was Carl Ravitch and David Cohn on ESPN last night referenced a comparison that Rob Thompson made to them about Orion Kirkering. And it's kind of a blast from the past. It's like a niche name. If you remember some of the hype around this guy, you'll say, oh, yeah. If you don't, look look it up. The, the numbers were off the charts. So, And obviously, Rob Thompson has the connection to the Yankees. That's probably why it came out, and so is David Cohn, obviously. So they could, Rob Thompson compared Orion Kirkering to Jabba Chamberlain. In 2007, Jabba Chamberlain came up. He's like a phenom reliever, blew through the minor leagues, and he pitched, I want to say, about maybe 20 times that year. And I think he pitched like a sub-0.5 ERA. Like it was like 0.38 or something. He was ridiculous. And the next year, he started to have shoulder issues. They stretched him out to be a starter. It, the whole thing, you know, it blew up. That happens with young pitchers a lot. But the bottom line is, for one year, for one stretch, he was probably the most unhittable relief pitcher in baseball. And if Rob Thompson is making that comparison to Orion Kirkering, it tells me he's going to use him. It tells me he thinks he has something special, like a secret weapon, an X factor that maybe no one realizes what he has, that this guy could dominate. And he's going to use him in significant spots. And I think that can mean next week or Saturday or Monday against Acuna and Matt Olson. Like, I, I think we could be very close to seeing a Ryan Kirkering in a big spot based on how he's pitched, his makeup, and, and that comparison Rob Thompson put out there. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. All right, let's get to the Braves. Because... The Braves here are, it's its now, it's everything. I mean, this doesn't happen very often. I'd say it happens once in a while where you get the two teams you feel maybe the best meeting up before the end. I feel like we're these are the two best teams in the National League from June 2nd on, June 3rd on. They're first and second in wins, first, second in home runs, slugging percentage. These two teams are the two best in the National League. And, and I respect the Dodgers, but they have so many pitching issues and once you get past top of the lineup, it's a little bit less daunting than it used to be. I think these are the two best. It's a heavyweight fight, and the Phillies have a legitimate chance to win this thing. You know, if you would asked me two months ago, three months ago, I would have said, this time it's the Braves. And they're better. I mean, obviously on paper they're better. But the gap since the beginning of June really isn't significant. It, it isn't. I mean, the, the Phillies can compete with this team. They obviously don't fear playing this team. And I do think the way that the – setup is favors the Phillies you know the Braves have pitching issues right now and the extra off days allow the Phillies and winning this series quickly to set their pitching up so I'm just going to project and guess here I'm going to guess game one is going to be Ranger Suarez against Spencer Strider and that will then be the matchup again for game four because there's an extra off day game two I'm going to imagine it's going to be Max Fried and Zach Wheeler game and that will be then game five game three feels like Aaron Nola back at home against either Bryce Elder or a bullpen game for the Braves. That feels like a great situation for the Phillies. If they could get the split in Atlanta to come home, Nola at home, 
against a bullpen game for the Braves. That feels like a swing kind of game in this series. Last year, the Phillies ousted them in four. I expect the Braves to be tougher this year. Now their pitching is an issue. I mean, no Morton, and Max Fried has a blister that he pitched with a Band-Aid on in a simulated game yesterday or the day before in Atlanta. He can't use the Band-Aid when they take the field for game two on Monday. So that thing's got to be healed. If it opens back up, it, it opens up a whole can of worms for the Atlanta Braves. I know how good Atlanta is, but the Phillies right now are playing with a confidence and playing with a swagger and playing with the we expect to be here and we expect to win a championship that is just different than it has been in a long time. Tucker, as we get ready for the Phillies and the Braves, it's um, it's rare we get this. I think the last time we had two teams play each other in the same division back-to-back years, 04-05 Cardinals-Astros, 03-04 Yankees-Red Sox. This, um, this, is, this doesn't happen very often. No, and I think it's something we maybe all saw coming, right, since the Phillies kind of turned it on in, in the, the beginning of June. And, and since since that point, I mean – them and the the Braves are kind of one and two in every major statistical category, especially offensively. Um, they they've kind of been the the two best teams in the National League since the beginning of the summer. And you know what impressed me most about the the Phillies sweep of the Marlins this week is just how routine it looked. Right, like we've seen teams and we've seen you know big strong favorites falter, show up unfocused, and that didn't happen. Like the Phillies worked every count, they worked every at bat against Lizardo and, and Braxton Garrett the last two nights, the Stott home run kind of blew it open. And it just, it, it felt routine. It, it felt like a team that was there to take care of business. And it, it kind of reminded me of how the Sixers beat the Nets in the first round this year, or maybe how the, the Eagles beat the Giants in their first playoff game. That may be a, a little bit better of a comparison where they came in as a heavy favorite and they just took care of business. They, they didn't play with their food. They didn't let the Marlins hang around and give them any kind of hope. I mean, they they showed up, and from the first inning through the 18th inning, I don't think there was any question who the better team on the field was. And now you look ahead to the Braves, and, you know, you mentioned Orion Kirkering. I wonder how big of a weapon he is because I think he's the one guy on either pitching staff that the other team hasn't faced yet, right? Like, the Braves have a, a pretty big book on Nola, on Wheeler, on Suarez. You can say the same thing about the Phillies and, and Strider and Freed and the rest of their pitching staff. Kirkering's the one guy that I don't think either team has necessarily seen yet. So having a guy, you know, in your back pocket who you can pull out in possibly high leverage situations, I think that's a huge weapon for Rob Thompson and this bullpen moving forward through the series because, I mean, we've talked about a lot this summer. The the Braves, offensively, I mean, they're in a whole other category. And being able to shut them down and being able to keep them off the base pass and and, you know, pitch clean innings late in games is going to be huge in this series that the Phillies want to move on and play the Dodgers or Diamondbacks. And I think having a Ryan Kirkering in the back of the bullpen is going to be a really, really interesting matchup piece for Rob Thompson. It is. And I think he's going to use him. I, I, I think a Ryan Kirkering is going to play a big role in this series. And he, he was even better against lefties than righties during the season with that slider that kind of dives down and at their feet. So, you know, maybe it's, Maybe it's Acuna, but maybe it's more Matt Olson. Maybe it's Michael Harris. And we could see him in a lot of different ways in this series. So it starts Saturday. We don't have the full times yet as we do this podcast. Saturday, Monday, and then an off day Tuesday, and then Wednesday, Thursday, off day Friday, Saturday. It really sets up like the Phillies could use just three starters. So could the Braves. But they only have two right now, really, because of the issues with Charlie Morton. And one of their pitchers has a blister. Look, the Braves are the favorite 
They're a significant favorite. I've seen different numbers of different books. At FanDuel, the Phillies are the biggest underdog, even bigger under an even bigger underdog than Arizona is to the Dodgers. Now that it's pretty close and it might shift by the time we get to the series starting, but it, it shows you the Phillies are an underdog in this series, but they're not going to play like one. I don't expect them to act like one. They have there's a sense about them that they belong here. And then last year wasn't a fluke. It I mentioned those two series, those two, you know, back in 0405 Cardinals Astros. 03 or 04 Yankees Red Sox. It, it has a feel like that. Now, unfortunately, in this comparison, those outcomes flipped. The Cardinals won in 04, the Astros in 05. The Red Sox, uh, Yankees won in 03, Red Sox in 04. So let's hope it doesn't flip again. But once in a while, you get these the two teams in the same division. That's where the World Series is going through. I believe that. And I believe the Phillies are up for it. It's going to be so much fun. Game one is Saturday in Atlanta. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following. It's going to be a great series against the Braves. So much to talk about right here on WIP Daily. We'll talk soon.